When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another fan team video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az and I am joined by last year's season-long winner. It's Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm great, thanks, mate. How about you? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm in a, I'm in a shirt today, dressed up for you. What do you think? I know. You're doing a special show today and it's it's this one. It's an early slot, isn't it? So there Hello. we go. It does feel quite early today, doesn't it? Because normally we're on at, what, 12, half 12, something like that. But obviously you, you've very kindly... Uh, just, you know, able to do a, an earlier one with me because I'm on the FPL show later. Uh, I wonder how many people will will get will get actually up at this time watching watching us ramble on. It says it says 29 watching now. I mean, that's more than I thought already. So there we go. That's a... <laughs> 20 <laughs> 29 more than I thought. Yeah, I'm not normally up at this time, so you know, I think that these people have done well already. To be honest, no, I know, I know the feeling. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be touching on our season long teams. Um, I've got that kind of at the end of the video. But the majority of this is going to be on the 100k free-to-play second chance game. So last week we did team reveals um, of different people who are playing. We've done an introductory video to the game as well. So if you haven't seen that, check that out on the uh, Scout YouTube channel. Uh, But today we're going to go through kind of our teams, the finishing touches we're putting to our teams ahead of tomorrow's deadline. It's so exciting. It was it was the thing I was desperate to say. Like guys, we haven't got long now. It's literally tomorrow. It starts with um your boys local derby. So yeah. local derby. Look, so yeah. yeah, very, very <laughs> local. Yeah. It's amazing though, isn't it? Where time goes. Because I remember, you know, when this it first got announced and we were talking about it and we did the intro video, that was what, a month ago? Well, a month and a half ago, probably. Um, and now we're one their way. So yeah, there's still time to watch that one, guys. I think that was a really useful one, actually, for mm. for complete beginners. So if you if you really don't know what's going on with this tournament, um, you've still got like basically before Friday at six, at seven forty five to to watch that. So um, yeah, I think we I think we went through all the rules very clearly, didn't we? We did, yeah. And if you're watching this, you're not sure kind of what we're talking about. Um, essentially, fan team is a game set up like FPL. There's a few sort of differences, and you can see those rules kind of on the website. And what they've done, they've given um, a, a free to play game with a hundred thousand um, pounds worth of prizes. You can enter one free team. All you need to do is sign up to fan team and uh, get verified. So 18 plus only, and then you get a free ticket into the game, and you can enter sort of other entries for ten pound each. Uh, of course, I've got the gambleaware.co.uk um, banner at the bottom and the 18 plus logo. Uh, Fan Team is a gambling site essentially. You're paying money to enter into these competitions. If you do lots of different ones or you play the monster games or any other daily games, um, just, you know, obviously don't gamble beyond your means. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun, right? Fan Team. I, I, like, I genuinely really like Fan Team because it is a really well designed, fun to play site. And it is gambling, but as long as you gamble responsibly and you gamble within your means and you have fun doing it. Um, then it's you know, perfectly acceptable to to get involved, and I've had a enjoyable season this year getting involved in in fan team. So I would encourage people to do the same uh, if they have the financial means and want to do so. Right, yeah. let's talk about the second chance game. All right, we've got we've got to talk about Sam Allardyce uh, first <laughs> because obviously people have seen the videos I imagine on on Twitter um, of UI Lynn uh, Ben Dinnery Janny. Um, all talking to Big Sam 
so we we got we got the call, didn't we, from um, from the guys at a fan team to say, you know, back, Big Sam's, you can we can basically ask him a question. So he answered different questions uh, from us. You asked him about the uh, which non-top six side is best defensively. I was very surprised with his answer. Were you? Yeah, but then clean sheet straight off the bat last night. So, you know, like he's got the magic touch, hasn't he? So there we go. Like, he, he said West Ham, by the way, guys. Mm. But um, I couldn't I couldn't believe like the instant clean sheet. Like Norwich didn't mm. even look like scoring really other than one chance, I think. So Sam knows his stuff, I think. Sam knows his stuff. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's the first clean sheet in ages. Uh, and, you know, it coincided with them getting some players back as well. I mean, I mean Kufau played, who I think he'd, he'd basically been ruled out from all the reports that I'd seen you know, the last couple of days, which was great for me as a Ben Johnson owner in FPL, but Kufel came back and Creswell came back as well. I mean, what are the odds? Both of them, both of them coming back for, for that match. So they are looking better now defensively. It's great to see Cresswell back. He's such an integral part of that team, yeah. literally. Um, admittedly, they were losing. They did miss Suchek last night. I believe mm. he's got COVID, I think. So right. makes him a, a little bit weaker like defensively in terms of the people protecting the back four or back five but um Cresswell and Kufal are their, are their best fullbacks aren't they so yep very good to have them back and of course we were all on board the Bowen train both of us in pretty much everything amazing performance for me wasn't it he is just unbelievable and like I think we have to just consider him moving forward as well I know they don't mm. have a double this week but like the form he's in at the moment like it's hard to ignore him isn't it yeah, and you know, with Antonio just continuously moving out wide, and Bowen just coming through the middle over and over again, he's he's by far the standout option in that West Ham side, and they've got some good games coming up. He's yeah. he's a lock in for me, and I think he's the one who's got. I think if one of them was to get benched in the coming period, it would be Antonio as well. Genuinely, yeah. I think Bowen. I think Bowen is genuinely more nailed than Antonio now, which is crazy. But that's the form he's in, and. He seems like a really like high fitness guy, so it seems like he'd, he'd be able to just run all day probably. So, yep. yeah, I think he's more nailed. Yep, absolutely. Um, we're recording this at 10 past 10 on Thursday. So if you listen to this later on the audio on the podcast version, uh, just to let you know, we've got, uh, yeah, like you said, we've got quite a few people in the chat. So any questions people want to ask, it's it's quite nice because it's a smaller kind of group of people on these fancy videos. We can pretty much answer every question um, that people have. So if you've got any questions, uh, then, you know, we're here. To talk about them. In fact, we'll take some questions now just before we get into our. We're going to go straight into our kind of team reveals. No clickbaity stuff today. Just just straight in. Um, Nuclear Atoms wants to know what drink I caused to pick Pinnock. <laughs> it was uh, it was New Year's Day when I when I, I got him in, so I, I was a little bit worse aware. I, I don't think it was that bad a pick. I mean, I mean, I got Jansen in and he got one point less than <laughs> Pinnock. So. <laughs> Pinnock, Pinnock outscored my boy. So, yeah, there yeah. we go. Defenders are funny in a, in a double game because a lot of the time we see a defender be, you know, the top goal scorer or, or have um, top goal scorer, not the top goal, top point scorer, uh, you know, or really high up the things, you know, like Ivanovic or, you know, these, these guys. And I thought the Villa game might be a stretch, but I thought Southampton and Brentford have, have got a decent chance. In that game, and I got rid of Reese James, so it wasn't like I got rid of a player who who had a, who had a match. And Pinnock's stats are good for the season; lots of touches in the area, lots of shots. Uh, but yeah, it was. A, I mean, that Southampton game. Oh man, I, I was. Uh, I, just, I was saying to Mark yesterday, I, I was playing football, and I came out, and I thought, right, I had my fingers crossed. I went to my car, my phone was in the car. I was like, right, nil nil. Come on, come on, come on, four one. <laughs> so what? It's like the worst it could be. <laughs> 
it's just like it's just one of those and like we, we experienced the sort of low point of the spectrum I think where it's just a zero or one pointer or whatever over the two games but you know maybe another time that'll be a double digit score mm. you know what I mean if, if we get lucky with a, a fluke goal or something I remember Matt Loughton did it last year he got an absolutely exactly. huge score in a double game week like, and he's not even an attacking defender he just happened to smash mm. one in from 30 yards I think so well, it can we happen we weren't far off because Roslev got the got the goal in this season in the first match and got about 15 points for the game week so we just went for the wrong one our idea was right Josh Just the we'll be back one. next time it's alright yeah. yeah don't worry and we'll never be put off because the doubles are always always so fun um, Carl asks how much Burnley we're going to see uh, in our drafts I'm I, well I say I hope that I'm going to see lots in your draft given all that you talked about don't see any I've had to go easy on it, mate. I think they're going to get a game called off. They're, they're stricken by COVID as much as Leicester are at the moment. So the fact that Leicester are playing Burnley, I think that's just a disaster of a game to start yeah. with in the double game week. Like Burnley have just sold Wood, I presume. I presume that comes off their quota of like 13 players as well. Like because That's a very good um, point, yeah. Because like Leicester, um, Leicester are obviously counting their AFCON players as like taking off their quota mm. towards 13. So... I can't see why Burnley wouldn't be allowed to like take a player off that they've sold. You know what I mean? So that I think Burnley both teams is a massive risk, isn't it, to be called off? Both teams are going to be really close to the thirteen player mark, which is the black and white rule, which which the Premier League have set out. By the way, so I'm really worried about the Burnley Leicester game mm. in particular. But I think Leicester Spurs has got a chance as well of not not going going ahead. So it's really something to think about with picking these teams. I think uh, I saw a good question on Twitter earlier which I now know the answer to, but I'll ask you to uh, to clarify. Uh, obviously, got the safety net in the second chance game. What happens in a double game week if they miss the first game, but play the second? So if they um, don't start the first game, but do start the second, you'll still get the same player. Um, you'll still get the player you picked originally. Um, basically, if they start either the first game or either the second game, you will still get the player you chose, basically. It's only if they don't start both games. Correct. That's testing you. That's testing you. You passed for once. <laughs> it was like recited. That was. It's like I've said it so many times. It was, I feel yeah. like, like I'm. Yeah. I, I'm more than happy to keep going through it though because it's a really important feature of this game. It was really good. Um, okay, we got quite a few questions, uh, but they all kind of relate to the second chance game. So let's let's go straight into the the team reveals. Um, I've got mine on on the screen first of all. So I've gone for like a kind of a balanced approach. Uh, Sar in goal, Trent Lamptey and Regulon. Foden, Madison, Jota, Bowen, Kane, Dennis, and Ronaldo. Thoughts? Bowen in there immediately, the form man. I think like he's got leads this week. It's not a double game week, but it's about the next best thing, I think, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I, I love the Bowen pick and I think he'll go like relatively high on, but n not like because he doesn't have a double. I think that will reduce his ownership from what it like should be in reality. You know what I mean? Which is absolutely great. Um, I th the rest of it, I mean, it's it's a lot of what we've talked about. I don't think there's anything that like stands out as um, ridiculously like untemplate. I like Sar in goal because I think Wolves are one of the best defenses in the league. I thought this would be Sam's answer. Actually, did you? I thought he'd say yeah, Wolves. Did you? Definitely. Yeah, they have been absolutely immense. Defensive Which would have been the correct season. answer. As well. yeah. <laughs> Objectively, <laughs> the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't think there's anything that that you can fault really. I think it's a nice safe team and I think you'll get off to a really good start with this one. Um, are you planning on captaining Kane or are you tempted yeah, by Ronaldo? No, yeah. de definitely Kane. I've, I've been, and, that, and that's a question we've got um, in the chat, Kane or Ronaldo. Got to discuss it, uh, says Herman Singh. Uh, for me, I think they're both 
near enough essential this week, given that we're basically building a team um, and they and they've got they've got games coming up, no blanks coming up. Um, both got uh, you know good double game weeks on. It looks like unless Kane doesn't play against Leicester, which I guess is is a bit of a concern because Ronaldo then has that Brentford game. But assuming the games go on, I really like Kane in these two. Such good records against the two sides. So yeah, he, he'd be my captain. How about yourself? I'm going to go Ronaldo. I think. Um, I'm I'm just too worried about the Leicester game. I think mm. on paper they still only have 12 players, and I don't see another one coming back. So if they choose to request the the postponement, I believe it will get postponed. It's just a case of whether morally they choose not to like request the postponement um, for the Tottenham game, especially. Um, I think Ronaldo is just more likely to have two fixtures. So, and I think you could throw a blanket over them this week. I think it's really close between the two, mm. to be honest, in terms of if they both did play two. So, I'm just going to go with the guy who I think is is more likely to have two fixtures. Uh, Christoph says about captaining Dennis. Would you go that far? Would you go down to Dennis or King? I think that's the best of the differential punts. Mm. Um, I think the two Watford strikers are the best of. They've got two good fixtures. I don't think you can really complain about it, to be honest. I think if you if you really don't fancy Kane and Ronaldo, and let's be honest, some people won't have both of those in their drafts because they'll go in a different direction. So um, if you don't fancy the one you've got for whatever reason, I think the Watford boys are like the next best options, I think. Yeah, nice. Uh, so a few, just a few things I mentioned with, with my team. Obviously, I've got Foden in there, but I've got the safety net with him. I think Foden is, he, he's like one of the first names that I had because... The safety net just eliminates that that annoyance of having Foden and him not starting. Just gets rid of that. So it means I either get him and he, and he plays or I get sort of one of the other mids. I think Gundogan's on there, Bernardo Silva, for example. So I've always got a Man City midfielder. I just love Foden. And, and you know, Lynn has got Mares in her team, for example. Obviously, I know he's at AFCON now, but I think he's a great, he's a great option too yeah but both work really well um just a little nuance of the rules obviously you'll never get like a one point cameo from like the likes of Mares or Foden because mm. if they don't start they'll be replaced straight away which is absolutely amazing so it makes him an even better pick I think like both Mares and Foden so um you're both on the right lines there I think thank you uh, I've also got Regulon as well I went to take Regulon out uh, this morning for for Royale but then I thought hang on no the, one of the main reasons I like Royale in um FPL is the bonus points, which obviously you don't have in fan team. Um, and the fact that I think Royale's at the moment a little bit more nailed on, given that we regular just disappeared off the face of the earth for the last few weeks. But again, that doesn't matter because you've got the safety net of having Regulon. So to me, it's worth the extra to pay to pay for him, who I think... he, he, he I would be very, very amazed if Royale outscored Regulon in the fan team between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I think as a long-term pick, it has to be Reggion. Like, it is a bit concerning that we haven't seen Reggion for the last like week and a half. There yeah. haven't been any league games, but he's missed both the the non-league games basically, but the FA Cup and the um, the League Cup. So we just keep an eye on if if um, Conte says anything. I think he's been quite honest so far, actually, Conte. So I'm sure he'll be asked about it tomorrow. Yeah. But um, yeah, just keep an eye on that one. Reggion is definitely the better long-term pick on yeah. team, though. Uh, one thing I haven't. Um really considered that much is starting with Salah because obviously I've got Kane and, and Ronaldo in there I think I've got 300k in the bank or something like that in this team uh, I guess the move to Salah for me is quite easy because I can move one of Kane or Ronaldo and get rid of one of these mids I'm not sure which one I'd, I'd want to lose out of these four mids I, maybe I guess Madison probably out of the four but yeah it's not not easy but what are your thoughts on, on that starting with Salah I, I did try but I just think it means you're going out without a double game week player 
this week, surely it's better to wait and, and just do the move. You've got to remember as well, you could potentially lose Kane and Ronaldo to get Salah. So you could do like, because um, you can change formation. Mm. You could do like, you could move one of them into midfield with Salah and then downgrade one to like yeah, a true. Watkins who might have a double game week yep. or something like that. Um, there, it's so flexible. I really like the flexibility of this. It's it's a little bit like Sky in that you only pick 11 players. So like you can do these formation changes just mm. like in one move, you know what I mean? It's really quite exciting. Um I'm not sure. I don't think I'd want to lose any midfielders, like you say, really. No. Like, maybe you'd limit your Liverpool exposure because I know they've got a blank coming up. So maybe you would lose Jota for Salah, if that makes sense. But, like, I'm not thrilled with it. And, like, I know we, I know there's, like, some talk that Leeds and Villa might have a double game week next week. Now, if they do, you're going to want Rafinha and Watkins in, probably, aren't you? Or Rafinha and Ings or something. So it might be a hit straight off the bat, to be honest. It might be, like... Yeah. Kane, Kane straight out because he's got Chelsea next week I think so you might want to lose Kane next week anyway so yeah. it's um, it's really exciting actually it's going to be interesting because um, someone asked in the chat about the transfers so transfers basically roll over uh, each week but unlimited so unlike FPL you can have you can basically bank unlimited transfers so it's going to be really hard to bank transfers um, given you know the blanks and, and all that kind of stuff but in some ways I guess easier because you've got the safety net of players you don't have to, you don't have to transfer them out because you know you're going to get a player which is why picking players at the kind of the top of the pyramid you know of, of, of prices just gives you that extra well I don't want to say safety net but it does <laughs> that's exactly what it does and it's why you know when you when you end up coming down the list maybe you haven't got the budget you then might have to actually make transfers that you could have avoided if you'd gone for players higher up the, the points target right yeah, the, I mean, the only thing I'd say about this is, as we know, in the last five, six weeks, we've had to make transfers galore. And it's been hits galore across the board for mm. every single player who's playing, I'd say. Like, I mean, there's just been so many blanks and doubles just surprising us that, like, you've had to react the week before, if that makes sense. So, like, as people have said on Twitter and stuff, the planning aspect has, to some degree, gone out the window. And I can't really see it changing over the next three, four weeks because... Obviously, there's there's talk of a um, game week 23 being a double. Chelsea then blank in 24 and 25. Brighton blank in 24. Arsenal blank in 25 and also 27. Liverpool, Chelsea and Leicester blank in 27. We can't just go without all these players. They're great picks like a lot of these. So, like, I think you just have to, like, accept that to begin with, at least, you might be, like, doing a transfer every week. You might be even taking a hit some weeks. But um, you just have to sort of prepare in certain spots like I like the Watford boys up front for example because I think they're decent long-term picks I think Bowen's a good long-term mm. pick and probably doesn't blank so you can pick some like positions in your team where you're going to be holding them for weeks and weeks and weeks but then some of the likes of like the Brighton defender we talked about you've probably got to lose him in two weeks if they're blank or you accept a zero for one week which is yeah. another option um yeah, I think, and the Wolves goal is a great long-term pick as well. So I think you've got the balance right here of like good long-term picks, but also some that some spots in your team where you'll be on and off different players, such as Rafinha, as I talked about next week, maybe. It's a very different game to a lot of other fans. I mean, you had the Euros game and like the Champions League game, which was, you know, kind of similar to this, but it was like the group stages, wasn't it? And then went into the into the other rounds, whereas this is a much longer period to have this kind of safety net kind of feature activated we do get a wild card here that we can use and that's going to be crucial i think um 
even more crucial than usual. When 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 do we use that? Because there's so many potential blanks and doubles coming up between now and the end of the season. So yeah, interesting stuff. There's lots of entry points for this wild card. It's probably the most. It's probably even more interesting than like the main game or when to use your wild card in FPL. It's like because on fan team, as we know, this is the only chip you're going to get to help you. Yep. So on FPL, I know some people have still got two free hits left plus their wild card. Do you know what I mean? Or they've got like triple captain to maybe boost their points one week rather than just like having to accept a bad week. Um, like here, you need to really be careful with your wild card if you can help it. Um, the only counterpoint to this is you do get to roll all these unlimited transfers. So in theory, you could make it so you have two or three wild cards throughout this period, but you have to be very, very strict with yourself in not using transfers like week after week after week. Um, I think good weeks for the wild card. I think 27 is not a bad week. Mm. That's obviously when um, Liverpool have a complete blank. Now you could maybe carry one or two Liverpool through that and just accept a zero. Or like obviously 28 as well. So like you could dead end your Liverpool out and then bring them back in in 28 after their blank kind of thing. So, um, But I'm aiming for 36, I think. I think that's been touted as like the really big double to finish the season. And I think if you can wild card in 36 with, with the really big double and then just pick a team for three weeks, I think that makes it like yeah. such a powerful wild card where you can really exploit fixtures and teams who still have things to play for. Look at that. Top advice from the champ. Top advice from the champ. Speaking of the champ, let's take a look at your first team that you sent me. Yeah, I mean, we've gone very different with, with our teams. Uh, your team is De Gea in goal, Trent and Robertson, Laporte and Cancelo, Foden, Madison, Rafina, King, Watkins and Ronaldo. So, I mean, loads of things here. Firstly, triple City, which I hadn't considered. Double Liverpool at the back and no Jota. Talk me through it. Um, so the no Jota thing is based on the fact that I don't want to have triple Liverpool without Salah I want to leave the Salah spot open so I can be super flexible and I don't have to like I don't have to sell Robertson or have to sell Jota to get back to Salah mm. like I can just sort of do it in potentially two moves if I sell a Ronaldo or a, a, like a Kane one of the premium strikers if I sell Ronaldo in this case um, the double City defence I'm just I'm really trying to do something different and they are the best defence in the league. And I just know people won't go with this to start with on the second chance game. Like this could be a really sneaky way of getting ahead of people. Like, I'm always trying to like take take a few risks early on to try mm. and like get ahead of the, the pack. Um, there's ultimately like going to be 12,000 people in this tournament, I'd say maybe even more. I'm not sure. So like, I think trying to be a bit different is definitely in my thinking with this exact team. Um, and, and I think like doubling Liverpool and City defence, I think that's quite a safe way to do it. I just I think they'll probably tick over with the points, won't they? Both of those like double ups at the back. Um, I really like De Gea in goal. My midfield is kind of similar to yours. I've got Rafinha in ahead of a potential double next week. I'm hoping he has a double with, with this team in mind. Um, and then, yeah, just Watkins for the same reason with great fixtures to come, I think. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thoughts on Coutinho in the thumb? I think he's, seven million. 
I, I think, think this is he six five in fancy? Six five on fancy. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's mm-hmm. an unbelievable price. Um, I think he. I think if they double next week, he will be very much in people's thinking, and I think people will find it hard to resist at that price. I think. Um, I'm not of the opinion that he's guaranteed to start this weekend, which would mean a potential one or zero in your team from the start. Um, mm-hmm. Although the safety net, you probably will get like someone like McGinn, which is actually like not a bad idea if you think about it. Um, like I don't, I don't mind that actually. Thinking about it, with with McGinn as the safety, I think McGinn's the safety. It might be Buendia actually. I think he's the one that's next next down. But you, I know McGinn's definitely below, so you'll definitely get someone. Is what I'm saying. Um, it's Buendia next. Yeah, I thought it was Buendia. Yeah, so yeah. it's Buendia, and then I think you've got like another three or four guys below that. So you're definitely going to get someone on for Coutinho this week. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm tempted with that now because their fixtures from 23 are absolutely amazing, mm. and if it, the only problem is if you only, if they do have a double next week, if he only starts one out of two games, because again, as I say, you won't get a replacement for him for like the second game or anything. It will, you'll just get him like starting one and coming off the bench for one or starting one and not, not coming off the bench. So um, it's something to think about, but yeah, I'm a bit tempted actually. Now you've said it like this. I think, I think it's not a bad pick at all. And the price, as I said, is so cheap. It's like, I don't think I've, I'd ever imagined that we would have got Philip Coutinho for like six point <laughs> five million on any game. To be honest, um, I mean, would you have I thought do... a couple of years ago that Aston Villa would be signing him on loan with an option to buy for thirty million after Barcelona paid one hundred and fifteen? It's unbelievable, isn't it? And I do think it makes Ings and Watkins better options as well, by yeah. the way, because he's such a creative source. Um, added to this, Luca Dean coming in, by the way, he was a super attacking defender and very good cross for the ball. I think it might be Ings who benefits from this, you know, but Watkins is also pretty decent in the air. So I think both of them are going to be really, really helped by this. I just hope they play it. They keep like a sort of 4-3-3 system or something like that, where Coutinho, Watkins and Ings all actually play in the same team rather than him dropping one of the strikers or benching one of the strikers or something. Because that's obviously a, a disaster then for for whichever striker you go with, really. Um, but I, I'm really excited about Aston Villa, are you? I am, yeah. I think I, I can't quite believe the signings they've made in this in this window. You know, with with Dean coming in and and Coutinho. I mean, it's the amount of creativity they've got in that side now. You know, if they can get Bailey back as well, can have Dean Bailey, Buendia, Coutinho. You know, and then Watkins and Ings up front. It's yeah, it's frightening. I, I'm really interested to know what kind of Villa's targets are because. The signings they're making indicate they are really pushing for what top six, top top four. Could they? Could they? I mean, obviously they need. I mean, they need probably some centre backs and a, and a proper centre mid. But if they sorted those areas out, and they've got you know Cash, I think is 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 perfectly good. Cash, Dean, Martinez, Ings, Coutinho. These are these are top four. I mean, top four is a stretch, just given how good the top four are, but. Top six has, has got to be on their on the target, right? It absolutely has to be. And uh, I know they were linked with James Ward-Prowse in the summer. I think he's a perfect signing for this mm. team, by the way. I think this might be the next piece in the summer again. I don't think he goes now, obviously, but I think in the summer, this is going to be something they really consider because he is an unbelievable footballer. And like that, as a, he fits this team perfectly. I think next to McGinn and maybe a holding mid, 
play three and three attackers in front and you, your defence is well protected and you've also got super creativity as well as like a dead ball specialist as well. Um, not sure who they'd sign at centre-back, but they do they do probably need some some reinforcement there, I think. Um, top six has got to be like the aim. I think I think the owners are very ambitious. I think next, next season they'll be aiming for top six mm-hmm. and if they don't get it, I think changes will be made. It's like, it's that kind of industry, isn't it? But they need to be pushing. They've, they've got all the pieces now. Like Gerard can't have any excuses, can he really, with this team? If if they're given like a year to gel together, this is a great team. He's he's being bad, isn't he? I think, you know, when it's interesting when, when you have a team, because this nuclear atom says in the chat, um, it mentions West Ham. But when you have a team like West Ham who can consistently challenge for these top six places, I think it just gives the rest of the league a bit of hope that with the right signings and the right manager, they too can compete. And that's, you know, when Leicester won the league, you know, I think that was so good for just football in general. And we want to see these. I mean, Everton tried it and, and failed, but I, I think Villa look like they could really build something off the back of this. I, I'm just amazed that they they could get Dean and, and Coutinho. I would, I just wouldn't have never thought those two players would, would go, would go to Villa, but they clearly believe in, in the project. I think my early thoughts is this almost turns into like a top nine now next season. Not this yeah. season, I think, but next season. I think you've got Leicester, West Ham and the top six, like the top six, as we always talk about. They're all great. They're all absolutely great teams. Like, like I love Leicester's team. They're absolutely depleted at the moment, but they still got that result at Liverpool last week, at home to Liverpool, sorry, which was an absolutely phenomenal result. They've got a great spine. And then you've now got Villa challenging with a team that's like, 70% of the way there, I'd say, by now, like yeah. with Dean Coutinho and, you know, they've got a really, really nice team. I think this becomes like a sort of, you're almost going to have the Premier League in two halves next season, I think, really, like with, yeah. with the way this is. You've probably got City, Chelsea and um, Liverpool pulling away at the top a little bit, but then that race for fourth place, it's going to be amazing this year and I think it'll be amazing next year as well, to be honest, with with how West Ham are consistently performing so well as well. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think we've seen disparities between top four and the rest of the league. And I think that gap is is closing. But like you say, I think the difference between maybe like ninth and 11th next season could be massive. <laughs> like staggering, yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't, like there's some teams like yourselves, Brighton obviously are a really like established Premier League team now. Like Southampton and Everton have been around for a long time, but I can't see them like pushing these teams yeah. in, in any way. So I do think there'll be a gap here. Yeah, I think there'll be quite a big gap. Uh, let's take a look at your second team. So, triple Wolves on this one. Uh, t- sorry, it's Big Sam. No West Ham defenders here. Saar, Marcel, Semedo, Robertson, Cancelo, Foden, Jota, Rafina. Big on him. Uh, King, Kane and Ronaldo. What, so, what's the deal with Rafina? You, you're backing him quite heavily. Yeah, their fixtures are great. Um, and I, I'm really convinced they're going to have a double next week looking at like the the way the schedule's out I want to be ahead on that I'm sort of uh, someone just said in the chat I think it was Kyle um Josh's team looks well to looks Mm. in a good place to roll transfers over the next three to four weeks and I think that's exactly what I'm trying to do in in spots um I can't see anyone in either of these teams I've presented that I'd want to sell in the next two weeks at least um until we have to start talking about Salah again but when you're talking about Salah, hopefully I'll have two or three transfers by then by the time I need to get him back. You know what I mean? So it should be like easy and like not having to take hits or anything or using a wild card or anything like that. Um, Wolves here, they're very, very cheap. And I think, they're the, like I said, I think they're the 
best value defence in the league, probably. Again, they don't have a double, but they do have Southampton at home. I think it's they're very capable of keeping a clean sheet in that fixture. Um, Robertson was an annoying one because I couldn't quite afford Trent in this team. So I would mm. have gone Trent for the record if, if I had the option to, but um, I just needed to save like 0-6, I think. So I don't think Robertson's bad by any means. He's looked a lot more attacking recently. And then... Yeah, the front three is the template front three, I think, really. And then, again, the midfield's the same as what I had last time, I think. Rafina to Coutinho, Robertson to Trent. Yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility, like I say, because it might be that Coutinho has, is the one, because they're due to double against Leeds, basically. So both of those should have a double next week. So that might be a way to think about it, yeah. And maybe I don't need Rafinha in, like, all my entries. Maybe I should, like, spread it a bit, you know. So it's good good feedback from you, I think. That's the first. Uh, are you not worried about Marcel? No safety net with him. And I don't even think he's first choice. He started the last three games in the league. Now, I, he he was obviously injured for a long period. And it seems like he just came straight back into the team, to be honest. Ain't Nori hasn't played the last three. Um, so it seems like Markel's taking that that spot, I think, in the team. Even Samedo missed one the other week. Mm. So I know Samedo's got a bit more of a safety net. But... Um, I think Mark Howell's actually more nailed than Samedo at this very moment in time. But oh, mm, it is worth know. flagging. It's worth flagging the yeah. no safety net. Maybe I should just go up a position just to make sure I've got Mark Howell below them or something, if that yeah. makes sense. It's it's good. And I think that's enabled by doing the Rafinha to Coutinho move you talked about. So it's really tempting now. Mind games, Steve. Mind games. Marcel Hattrick in game it one. I'll get him in. Um, for the record, this Wolves triple up was where the Burnley triple up was. So I promise I was going to go for it. Like I'm absolutely, yeah, yeah, I absolutely yeah. promise I was going to go for it. But <laughs> Burnley have got about twelve players fit at the moment, so I'm really worried about them having fixtures. To be honest, yep. Very nice. Uh, right, so that's our team reveals for the second chance game. Hopefully they're useful. I think they're interesting because mine is is very much what we we've seen sort of from lots of people. But the two teams you presented are, are very different. So it just shows the different ways that you can kind of. Uh, play the game uh, just before we finish let's just have a look at our season long uh, check-ins so my best team's 8-5-1 I've got another one at 2.6k Bowen captain this week uh, not a huge amount else to write home about had Antonio Son Saka all came in and then nothing from the likes of Ronaldo Jota Lamptey uh, Ramsdale but I'm in fairly good sort of place going forward um, just need to work out what to do with Son got some money in the bank so yeah I'm not entirely sure so looking at my team uh, I've got Ramsdale Trent Lamptey Rudiger Son Foden Jota Bowen Antonio Dennis uh, and Ronaldo so I need to get in some doublers I'll probably do similar to what I'm doing in FPL which is bringing Madison um, and I, that's probably it really Captain Ronaldo I'd have Ronaldo Dennis Madison Rudiger Lamptey so like five five-ish players and I think that's probably that's probably fine you though, you are absolutely flying. Your top team is now at in two hundred and is that two hundred fifty eight? Yeah, two five eight. I went. I, it was two five six, but I went down two places overnight. I'm not sure what sort of shenanigans <laughs> have been going on there, but um, I'll take it. It's, it's still it's still amazing. Obviously, I'm really happy. Two five eight is amazing. Yeah, and you and you were saying to me just before you kind of you know we, we did this uh, video. You're just saying all you've done really is just play sort of sensibly, make make the obvious moves, bow and captain, make kind of. The, the smart picks and you're and you're that high up you must be really happy with that 
Yeah, on, on this one, it's just been the smart picks. I mean, on my second and third teams, I captained Ivan Tony, so they're just they, they've flown behind. Like yeah, the, like I think the one that's now showing a second was started as fifth, but all I did was captain Bowen, and it's now overtaken all my other teams. So like it's gone past like three of my other teams. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, as you can see, there's nothing too special about this really. I was lucky enough to wild card in game week twenty using my first wild card, which has obviously like really mm-hmm. paid off here. I think like because. I haven't been taking hits in the last few weeks when everyone else has been taking loads of hits. So I think I've just gradually like snuck up just from like no minus eights, you know what I mean? Or minus fours or anything. I'm also really, really well set for this week coming up. I think um, obviously as you see it, I've got that similar to you, like a similar amount of doublers to you. But again, we've both got like the good single game week players, I think. Like I think all the West Ham boys are great players against Leeds this week. I think the two Liverpool players, Jota and Trent, are amazing against Brentford this week. I, I just don't think you need to push the doublers too far if you've got good singlers as well, you know what I mean? Um, I've got the Somme problem as well, though. So that's definitely something I'm thinking about. Do I try and like strengthen my bench a little bit? Or do I, or do I just roll the transfer? That's that's my two considerations at the moment. Well, you've got seven doublers without a transfer. So yeah, far. this so is what I'm thinking. In a brilliant know. position. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, do I? The bench is really weak this week because obviously I think Suchek's out with COVID, and Son's not going to play as we know he's going to be out for like four or five weeks. But I'm toying with, do I roll it and risk that eleven or play here? I think the fact that they've all got doubles helps. The fact that they probably won't have two games postponed any of these teams, I'm hoping anyway. Um, so it's only really the Liverpool and West Ham players I have to worry about, really. Um, it's a really close one. I th- mm. think if I could afford Son to, like, there's just no premium mids I know. is the problem. It's Fernandez, so it's, it's isn't it? Madison, it's Fernandez isn't it? is it's Fernandez if you're going up. He's the only one. and I don't have any faith in him whatsoever. And I've already got triple United, so I can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I point. bet I'm the only one with that problem in it, already having triple <laughs> United, but there you go. Um, yeah, on, on some of my other teams, I have done Son to Bruno because I think it's a fine transfer. Like, how can you turn down a guy who's you know, still looks all right. He hasn't looked great last mm. two weeks specifically when, especially when he was benched. But um, I think he's got the potential. He's a premium asset still. I think he's got the potential to explode in a double game week still. I think you could, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw two goals in two games, would you, from him really? So, no. and that taking a spot that's literally a zero pointer currently in Son, like I'd be benching Cancelo, I think in this team, for example, yeah. if I was to bring in... Um, Fernandez, I think that probably pays back as a free transfer. But as I say, it's like a non-discussion on this team because I've already got triple United. So I think I'm really tempted to roll, to be honest, unless Rogers comes out and says Leicester are going to play both games this week, in which case Madison's just great, isn't it? A 258th place team in which you've got seven doublers and you can roll a transfer. I mean, that is, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit jealous. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, so just a couple more things in the chat before we finish. Um, Marcus94 asks, would you sell Antonio or Watkins for Kane or Ronaldo? I probably would because I think they're probably the captain options of, of choice. I think, like yep. you say, Leicester assets are too risky. I think you need one of Kane or Ronaldo, really, unless you're going to captain Dennis, but I think that's too far. I, I, I would, out of the two, I'd probably sell Watkins. I don't know, actually. Watkins has got good games coming up. I'd sell Antonio. Would you, would you? What, ahead of Leeds at home, though? It's it's such a weird one because like it's that thing. Are you going to prep your team ahead for the weeks to come mm. or are you going to just, I want the greedy Leeds points right now? 
as we've seen, Antonio hasn't looked great at all. Even no, it's true. he scored last week, it was it was quite a fortunate. I mean, he even scuffed the goal to be honest. Like yeah. he was lucky to score. He hit the keeper from like two yards, um, and he has a, he didn't look good again last night. It's Bo. This is Bowen's team at the moment, isn't it? So mm. I think. I'd sell Antonio with the view that I'm setting up my team for the next like five, six weeks by keeping Watkins. Um, if there's an option to sell both, like, I mean, I wouldn't be against selling both Watkins and Antonio, I don't think, for the likes of a Kane or Ronaldo and then maybe go down to one of the Watford boys, as we've talked about. Like, I think that's a really good double move, to be honest. Um, but out of the two, I'd just go Antonio, but it, it is really close. I agree with you. It's really, really close. Yeah. No, that's well said. Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely Nuclear agree. Atom also asked about going Sace over Mark Al, by the way, and I think that is a really good option. I know Sace is away at the moment, but when he comes back, he's number one, got the safety net, and number two, he's got infinitely more goal threat than yeah, Mark yeah. Al. So I think that's a great, great idea. Thank you for that. You're learning learning along with all of us, Josh, as you, as you do these. Uh, final question from Woody. Uh, hi, guys. Do you have any concerns about the teams that currently have many players out? For example, do you avoid Leicester players uh, to avoid having players in your team whose games are cancelled? Yeah, we, we, we have touched on this um, throughout this. You're very much of the opinion that you're going to avoid. I mean, all we can do is work with information that we've got. We're going to get a press conference from Rogers. We will know, essentially, whether they've got... They need five players back. From from the, all the all the players they've had out in the in the last game, they need five back, and it looks like they're going to get at least three. So there's a chance they're going to be back, but as it's, as, it's it, hard to know. As I said, it's also about whether Leicester just morally say we're going to play these fixtures now because we can't we can't keep stacking up the fixtures when we're still in free mm. competitions at the end of the day. Because I don't know where they'd go genuinely if they get through to if they get through to all the finals of like the. Um, FA Cup and um, the Europa, the European Conference League or whatever it is. Like, there's nowhere to put these fixtures for Leicester. They've got no free midweeks, literally, at all between now and the end of the season. No. So if they stack up three fixtures, they're going to be making it harder for themselves at the end of the season. They're going to have to play, like, games every two days, potentially, like in, yeah. in weeks where they've got Europe as well or in weeks where the FA Cup weekend is. They might have to play, like, Friday, Monday or something. I don't know. So, like... It's it's definitely in their interest, I think, with a relatively strong team they've got. I mean, let, let's be clear. They they thrashed Watford 4-1 in the FA Cup last weekend with this exact team minus the three that are coming back. Like, with eight players, they beat Watford 4-1 and it was their first choice, like, front five pretty much. So, other than Vardy, obviously. But um, they, they put out a more than good, good enough team with, like, Luckman, Barnes, Tielemann, Madison. Uh, you know what? I think... I think we'll find out by tomorrow, to be honest. I really do. Mm. I think Rogers will will say his intention. Um, because they're due to play on Saturday, I think. Yeah. I think that the Premier League are trying to do it now where they give us like sort of 24, 48 hours notice for these things. I, I'd imagine that's a rule they've put in with the managers. So I think we'll know by tomorrow's press conferences and it'll be the first question people ask Rogers tomorrow. Absolutely. Are you are you gonna postpone the game? So yeah. um what I would say for Leicester and Tottenham especially is just limit your exposure, I think. I think you there's no, there's no reason to avoid them completely. But I think in Leicester's case, just having Madison or Tielemans is fine. Just one of those is a really nice way to start, I think, without risking everything on the line by having triple Leicester, knowing that their games might get postponed. So, Yeah, nice. Josh, thank you so much, as always, uh, for joining me on this stream. Thanks, everyone, for watching and, and listening uh, on YouTube and on the podcast version. We 
we'll be back next week. Good luck with all your second chance teams. Make sure you lock them in before the deadline tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you very soon. Good luck, everyone. Remember the deadline.